25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, howdy. How y'all are? It is Monday. Welcome in to the show, starting a new week with you. Sing along, everybody. Monday, Monday. Chris Brooks is in his car, headed home from the gridiron. Monday morning. It was all I hoped it would be. Was it all you hoped it would be, Chris? I know you're listening and singing along way too loud at the red light. The people in the cars next to you are looking at you funny. Hello, hello, hello. All right, so uh, just getting started. We just hit the button, or Beaver did. He went like that, and now we're broadcasting to you on the radio on WRKS The Zone. 105.9 105.9 ESPN Radio Central, Mississippi, Jackson Metro. Uh, if you're listening to the replay tonight here in Vicksburg or Batesville, hey to y'all! And to everybody else tuning in, if you're watching online, the streams are up and going as well on Facebook and Periscope. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Hi to Lynn, who says, Happy Monday in Hale State. Hi to my mother, Susan, over in... Wee Tumka, Alabama. He says, hello, Radio White, and she sent me a heart. Isn't that nice? And then Linda is uh, watching the show on Periscope. In, uh, Periscope? That's a new app. Periscope in uh, Yazoo. Yep, in Yazoo. Hey, speaking of uh, Monday, I don't know if you realize it or not, but you can watch Monday Night Football tonight. Yeah, it's a replay. (laughs) It's a replay, but it's a doggone good replay. It's a replay of the Monday Night Football between the Chiefs and the Broncos this past year when Patrick Mahomes, the phenom, the MVP, the champ, the king of the hill, Patrick Mahomes began the year with 13 touchdown passes. He got to 13 and 0, 13 TDs, no picks. He got to 13 touchdown passes faster than anybody ever has in the NFL. And he went into that game against Denver ready to light them up. And he did something in that game that you almost never see. And that is a right-handed quarterback complete a pass by throwing it left-handed because he had to. So watch tonight. In case you missed it the first time. Yeah, I'll be watching. And look, 
Let's say hello to Beaver, shall we? Beaver's got his own theme music. Hit the button, Matt. Hey, Beaver! Hey, Matt Wyatt. Good old Beaver. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, it's just, you know, the same old, same old. Yeah. But, you know, nothing wrong with two days off. Yeah. Did you go hang out at any pubs? Kind of like Patty's Pub? I, th- that I didn't. Not yeah. yet. You're not into that quite yet. You're not back to those types of activities just yet. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, if I could find one, though, like Patty's Pub mm-hmm. with, you know, those particular... If I could find... If I could hang out with Charlie, that'd right. be awesome. Right. Go down in the basement and kill rats. Is that what... Yeah. You know, <laughs> take a... Take out the trash. What do they call it? Charlie work? Charlie work. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, I mean, Beaver. Okay, so anybody that's not familiar with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie, they call it Charlie work. He does the work that nobody really ever wants to do. (laughs) You know, rat extermination, cleaning the bathrooms, just anything. uh, Menial. He loves all of it. Um, and I'm not saying that there is a parallel. I'm just saying, Beaver, maybe we need to, just for fun, come up with a list of things that you do at the radio station and call it Beaver work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. I am too, you know, so maybe we can get that list together. And a guy who could help us with that is Jake Wimberly. Y'all uh, listen to the show. Let me give you a heads up. Hour two today, Jake Wimberly will be on the show if everything goes according to plan. We're going to talk to him on the phone. Because uh, he he has something on his website. You know, Jake's a numbers guy, engineer, numbers guy. And he does a lot of cool statistical stuff that does require legwork and, you know, thought (laughs) and time and effort. Okay. And he did that again here. And I I looked at the graphs. I looked at his website. I find it very interesting. It's just I don't really understand it. I don't. I need some explanation, and Jake is the guy who can do it. It's about SEC Western Division teams, and you know, it looked to me like they're trends, but it was all about culture. and And I was really curious, like, how do you put a number or a, a you know a value beside the the term culture for a sports team? So anyway, we're going to talk to Jake, see if we can figure that out. Looking forward to that coming up later. So yeah, uh, real quick, yeah, Monday Night Football tonight. And I assume if it's a replay of last year, it will be uh, the the Monday Night crew of Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane, who are not going to be doing Monday Night Football anymore. I don't know how y'all feel about that um, in terms of the broadcast crew. I, you know, if you've listened to this show, I, I generally don't make a lot of, uh, I don't make a big deal out of, broadcast crews because I try not to. I've always sort of felt like many people make way too big a deal about who's broadcasting the game because I'm really there for the game. In fact, I watch most games on mute. And, you know, some of it's because I don't like the constant yapping from the broadcasters, and some of it's just I like it that way, you know, so I'm a little different in that regard. Uh, I'm also a little different, Beaver, in the regard in, in this regard. I still haven't seen a single minute of the Michael Jordan documentaries. Not one minute of it. And the whole world's talking about it because it ended last night. And apparently it was phenomenal. And I am going to watch it. I'll just do it on my own time. Well, what have you been doing on Sunday nights, Matt? Well, I've been doing push-ups and sit-ups in front of a 
television watching Longmire on Netflix. <laughs> it's true. I just watch my own stuff, and I'll get into it. All right, so hey to everybody, Facebook, Periscope, a couple of comments. Let me remind you, text and call. I'd love to hear from you today on the uh, text line, the country-pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. That's how you text the show, and I'll see it. may read it on the air. Um, call me. Love to hear your voice today on the Divinity Equipment phone line. I got a weak voice, like I'm getting hoarse. I still have some hot coffee left from High Point Roasters in New Albany. I'll pour a little more in there later. Um, but I'd love to hear your voice. Y'all can help me out. Talk on this radio instead of just me. It's uh, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Here's the number to call, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. First text that we got today was Gator Nation. And he says that he wishes Aikman would be replaced on the NFL broadcasts. I actually like Aikman. He's one of the few I like. I, I say like, I mean, he can he can get a little motor mouth too sometimes. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about it. I think that's the big difference, isn't it, Gator Nation, is, you know, radio, if you're listening to a game on radio, you've got to have talking and words and explanation or, you know, you're lost because you're not seeing things. And I love the whole idea of radio for obvious reasons, but I've always loved it because of the whole theater of the mind deal. Have you ever had that experience where you hear someone's voice? Let's say you hear them on the radio. Maybe they're a talker on the radio or something like that. You hear somebody's voice and you become very familiar with what their voice sounds like. And in your head, you picture them. You all do. I mean, we all do it, whether we realize it or not. We're picturing that person in our head just from the sound of their voice. And then if you had that experience where you meet that person for the first time and what they actually look like throws you for a total loop because it is not at all the person you've been picturing in your head. Have you ever had that happen? Well, it kind of shows you the power of the theater of the mind. And I remember as a um, kid listening to football games on the radio, probably early on in my life, probably did that as much as watching it. Didn't watch a whole lot of football. Now I watch a lot of Braves games. But we'd listen to football on the radio, and the way the crowd sounded and the way the, you know, just I had a certain picture in my head, and then you start watching it, and it's totally different. <laughs> You know, and so I've had a lot of experiences where I didn't want the distraction of the noise. I just want to see the plays. And if you're seeing the plays and watching a game, generally television announcers should be quiet much more often than radio announcers. They should just zip it. And if you think about it, Gator Nation, or you don't like Aikman. In recent years, I've noticed he talks more. Well, he's doing TV. Why does he need to talk more? Think about broadcast crews on television that didn't work out. Think about Joe Tessitore, Booger McFarlane the last couple of years. Go watch them. And I promise you, if you were to do this experience, uh, this experiment, I promise you all this. If you were to take a crew that didn't work out and nobody liked and they got rid of them, go back and, and compare. Just take a five-minute section of any of their broadcasts on Monday Night Football and compare it to a five-minute section of the best, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Uh, compare it, Gator Nation, to Keith Jackson years ago. 
this is what you will notice. If you count the number of words said collectively by the broadcast crew on bad broadcasts, it will almost always, and in some cases, double the number of words said, uttered, out loud, said, in the same amount of time by the broadcasters on a good television broadcast. Try it. It's not that hard to do. Pull up on YouTube. Watch a five-minute section, cut yourself off, and try to count the number of words. It, the bad ones will double the amount of talking of the good ones every time. That's TV. It's different in radio, but that's TV. Rhett on the text line said, uh, last year I kept catching the college football broadcast. Only had crowd noise and a single commentator. That was my favorite style yet. Hey, look, I mean, here, y'all, I didn't know we were going to get on this path, really. Um, but I like it. Okay, so I mentioned we're going to watch Monday Night Football, and I guess it will be the uh, the Joe and, and Booger broadcast from this past year. That's how we get into the broadcast thing. Listen. The, the biggest problem that, uh, th- that we have in sports broadcasting, again, this is from a television perspective, okay? The biggest problem that we have is initiated by the fact that there are so many games broadcast, okay? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games in every sport, like every night year-round when we had them, and we'll have them again. Therefore, it's not possible to have really good broadcasters and crews and producers for every game that's on. I mean, a lot of it, it's piecing it together and just get it on the air so that you can, you know, send the invoice to the advertisers and bill them for their advertising. I mean, you know, that's where it all starts. But where the rubber meets the road and the problem in broadcasting is what you're talking about, Rhett. It is so many producers and directors and broadcasters on television broadcasts are blinded by their own vanity. That means before the ball is ever snapped, before they even get to the stadium, they have already convinced themselves that people are going to watch this game for them. Not the game, not the players, not the throwing and the catching and the tackling and the kicking. They're kind of coming for that. But I'm the star of the show. I'm the one with the pocket square. I'm the one they really want to see and hear. And see, they get blinded by their own vanity. Producers do it too. They forget that every outside of your mom, Mr. Broadcaster, all the rest of us are turning on a game for one thing. The game. I'm not turning on the game to see the player's mom in a row 45, eight times on camera. I'm not turning on the game to hear a story about his backstory, frankly, about how he overcame some adversity in the fourth grade. I'm really not even turning it on for that. 99.999,000 of us out of 100 are turning it on to see the ball in the air and is it caught or not? And if it wasn't, why? And if it was, why? And that's it. And they forget it. And television is terrible about that because they put them on camera and they put suits on them. 
I mean, a huge percentage of the crews and the broadcasts on TV are bad because the broadcasters and the crews themselves are blinded by their own vanity. They think they carry a more important role than they do. You know, and, and frankly, 35, 40 years ago, every broadcast crew was very important because there wasn't but three of them. Now there's 300. Here we go. First time texter on the country pleasing text line. Speaking of country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast, walk in, go to the meat section and pick up country pleasing. First time texter says, thank you for saying that about watching sports on mute. Too many people are influenced by what the commentators say. I got a question from Lynn who's watching on the Facebook page. And hey, JB, appreciate you enjoying the show. Dr. Brojo, Lynn says, Matt, <clears throat> do you watch on silent because of all the years watching film while playing? Uh, probably there's some of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's just one less distraction because I'm trying to see why stuff's happening and what's going to happen and, and just kind of get in game mode. That's like earlier, I heard uh, Chris Brooks and Beaver and everybody talking about the noise from the cowbells and, and it is loud. Man, if you're in the stands, you're in a broadcast booth, you're on the sideline, it can be just overwhelmingly loud in these stadiums. But I'm telling you, as a player, having been out there saying hut and handing the ball off, I can tell you, you don't hear it when you're on the field. You don't hear the noise. What, Matt? Hold on a minute. Listen, there are times when it is so loud, yeah, that it's making it hard for you to communicate in some situations. I had that the first game I ever started was against South Carolina at South Carolina in 96. You know, South Carolina's always had 85, 90. Even when they were bad, they'd have 90,000 people in their stadiums. Great fan support there. It was a close game. We won the game like 14 to 10 or something. I'm a freshman. I started a game, and it's fourth quarter. It's close. We're backed up to one end zone. And all of a sudden, it was so loud. And I noticed that in the huddle, my teammates were having a hard time hearing what I was saying in a play call. And I'd have to say it louder. And then it got to the point where it was so loud, a couple of them, after I'd call the play, would have to come up to me on the way to the line of scrimmage and go, what's the call? What's the call? And I'd scream it right into their ear hole of their helmet so they'd get the call. That's how loud it was. So you're having to overcome it. But what I'm telling you is your thought process and every sense you have, sight, uh, hearing, smell, feel, everything, none of it is paying attention to the noise level. I never once in my career, as loud as the cowbells were at games that I played in, you know, back then, not one time did I ever during a game think to myself, boy, the cowbells are loud because it's just told you're in total blockout mode. You know, I know it's like, sounds like Hollywood, but you see, is it, um, was it that Kevin Costner baseball movie where he's on the mound and there's this imagery of how everything just completely goes away. And it's like, he's standing out there by himself. I, I'm telling you, that's kind of a real thing for players on the field. You hear yours. There can be a, a hundred thousand people there yelling and screaming and you're on the 40 yard line. You can hear yourself breathing. I'm just telling you, that's the way it is. It's amazing how your brain and your, 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 senses have the ability to block anything out and focus on what you need to focus on. You actually have that ability to do it. So like the noise of the cowbells at Mississippi State, it's a lot harder 
on us in the broadcast booth, in the press box, in the stands, on our ears, on the sideline. We're going to put our fingers in our ears. It's a lot louder to us than it is to players in the field every time. <clears throat> it's just the way it is. Gator Nation on the text line. Keith Jackson in college, John Madden, Pat Summerall in the NFL were the guys we will never have any more of them. Yeah, you know, we're probably not going to have more of those. You know, the classic ones who, um, you know, those guys, they would have the ability to be themselves but not be silly. And, they, you know, you go back and you watch those old games. Again, the John Maddens, the Keith Jacksons, they never directed attention at themselves throughout a broadcast. And now you can't watch a college game now on television without the broadcast crew doing a bunch of silly stuff about like stuff not even close in relation to the game. They're talking about, you know, games that are going to happen four weeks down the road and they're talking about what they're wearing and what they ate at the hotel. And it's like, where along the way did you think that anybody turning this game on wants to hear or see that? Just, it's unprofessional compared to what we grew up with. No doubt about it. Three Hump says, uh, if Gary Danielson didn't say anything about Bama, he'd have very few words to say. And Gary used to be really good, but he's gotten the Bama bug way too much here lately. He did something in the Iron Bowl. It might have been two years ago. That's just totally inexcusable. And it kind of showed you where his head was, which was metaphorically up Nick Saban's rear end. All right. Where's your coach? We're going to answer that question next. Stick around. the show appreciate all the comments questions opinions otherwise on the live streams on facebook and periscope hey to y'all appreciate you tuning in also all the texts going to get to a couple of those and then coming to the phone line real quick i thought this was interesting lynn uh avid listener of the show commented on the facebook live stream and said i know as a guy that rode bulls a while i never ever heard the crowd till the ride was over <laughs> And uh, I bet I know the dynamic we're talking about there, Lynn. Now, one thing I can't associate with is riding a bull. I've always wondered if I had to, if I would ever have the guts to even try it if I thought I could. I know I can't at this point and at this age. But and I'm wondering, would I, would I even have the guts to have ever tried that? Um, a lot of respect for the, radio, the rodeo stuff, uh, for sure. And the question we're going to get to in a little bit, I was just thinking as we were coming into the show today here on this Monday, it's May the 18th. I know we're a long ways either way, looking back or looking forward from actual football being played. But I just thought, man, when's the last time you heard from Mike Leach? When is the last time you heard from Lane Kiffin? I'm serious. Where are they? When's the last time you saw them? You know, and I know we're in a downtime and we're in a, the middle of a, a lockdown and a shelter in place and have been for a couple of months now. But Lord of mercy. I mean, it just seems to me that you'd be out there. 
Maybe I'm wrong. Especially with everybody in the entire sports industry just looking for something. You know, a guy like Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin could do any number of interviews they want to do. They could be everywhere. They could be the face of college football if they were just out there right now. <laughs> now, what that would equal, I don't know. I just was thinking about it coming in going, where are they? I hadn't seen from her or heard from either of them in what feels like a year. Not a year, but it feels like it. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Louvier, what's up? Appreciate you calling. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints, and I appreciate you being on the air talking about what we think is sports. <laughs> Actually, you know, with, uh, your listeners, and I, I, don't, I don't hope to speak for all of them, but I think I speak for most when I say, you know, just local sports talk radio talking about what everybody wants to hear because mm -hmm. we don't have sports to watch. It is a good thing, and and we like to hear your voice, and we like to hear, uh, you know, Chris Brooks, and and you know, uh, about five percent of us even like to hear Bo Pounds. But <laughs> that said, um, unless you you know uh, agree with Bo Pounds, and then that that percentage goes up, which that's only five percent anyway. That said, yeah, I, sports. The face of sports has changed, mm -hmm. and it will change. And and we don't have any real sports. And and I, I agree with what you just said. Why why are some folks not some folks that are more prevalent? Lane Kiffin, mm -hmm. you know, why is he not saying, "Hey, here's what we think we're going to do," because they don't know. They we have no idea. This is really uncharted waters and nobody wants to say something and then two weeks later it be proven to be just ridiculous mm -hmm. you know the yeah. super duper missile thing mm -hmm. so i just want to tell you that some of your sponsors are wonderful and scotty's tire and automotive has moved to forest mississippi which is a good long way away from where i live it it is a good long way and I brought my car out there because I went to one place and they gave me a quote that was, that had four digits before the decimal point. And it really, it, it, it was like a punch in the stomach. It really was. I bet. Cause I can't do it right now. Cause you know, my wife's not working cause nobody's working and, and, and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Scotty's Tire and Automotive and it was almost half that, almost half. Because they were tacking on a, a, a couple of little things. The national chains don't trust them. Just saying. Drive a little bit to go to Scotty's Tire and Automotive. He's in Forest. Hey, Matt White, you know I love your show. Keep talking about sports even though we don't have them. Unless, you know, you like uh, fast cars going around and around in a circle, <laughs> which I do like. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I do too. Is and, that tonight? I do want to see football. Is that I the, really want to see football. Is the NASCAR deal tonight? That was yesterday. It was yesterday. I missed it. Okay. That's right. Yeah, okay. And, I saw the uh, headlines. Who was Ricky it? Joe and Bob Billy didn't win. Kevin won. Kevin. Uh, Kyle didn't win. Taylor, you know, all the millennial names didn't win. Uh, and I, I'm not a NASCAR fan, but it was sports. And, and yeah. if you don't think that driving a NASCAR uh, for 500 miles is athletic, I want you to take uh, uh, 
pay your money and get in the car and go three laps around it and see if you can fight that car for 120 miles an hour because it is work. Yeah, it beats you up and your arms are tired. What is the and definition? Like Let's see here. The the word you use. We've had this debate before. Um, the word you used was athletic. Okay, here's what the I looked at a definition of athlete. A noun, a person who is proficient in sports and other forms of physical exercise. Okay, so yeah. this definition is saying that, first of all, sports means physical exercise, and then it says, and other, sport, uh, other forms of physical exercise. So, while it is tough, and while it does, you know, require focus and, you know, nerve, okay, is it physical exercise, Louvier, driving that car around the track? You can't do it for four laps without it wearing you out. I don't care how athletic you are. I, 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 I disagree. paid my money. I went three times around Lowe's Motor Speedway, and I was wore out. And I only I, I got it way up to 130. These guys are going 200 miles oh, an hour, and 200. that car is it don't have power steering and air conditioning, brother. <laughs> and they're going 500 miles. Olivier, I, I got to do. Uh, let's see, this is 2020, so this will be 17 years ago. I got to go to the Talladega, you know, the Richard Petty driving experience at Talladega. Um, and I yes, did indeed. I did nine laps, okay? And it was the deal where I got to drive the car by myself. I didn't have someone in there with me. I was driving it by myself for those really? nine. Yeah, for nice. those. It was great. It was a deal. I worked at a local TV station then, and it was a deal where in exchange for coverage and doing a story on the Richard Petty driving experience, I got to go through all of it for free. Does that make sense? And uh, yeah, so <laughs> I got to do it. And I, and I so nine laps driving a car. I'm following an instructor driver basically in his car in front of me. And what was cool about it? I I was in a a pon, an old Pontiac. It was painted up like the M and M's number thirty six Kenny Schrader car from back in the day. And uh, I'm following him, and at the end of the nine, you know, for half a day you train or whatever how to drive the thing, for for a half a day, and then in the you eat lunch, and then in the afternoon you drive the car. And uh, I went nine laps. They gave me the printout at the end. The fastest I went was 171, but I think I averaged like 160 something once I got up, you know, into fourth gear. And this was my experience, Olivier. The noise and the vibration, the heat, because this was in July, and I'm, I'm wearing blue jeans and a shirt inside of a driving suit. The heat, the vibration, the noise, the G-force, the acceleration, everything. The first two laps or so, it scared me to death. But then about the third lap, I started having fun and really enjoying it after that. And, um, you know, and you're up against the wall and there's just nothing that I could say that, and you know, this, that would describe the, the way it looks and feels and sounds and smells when you're in a car going 170 miles an hour around a racetrack like Talladega, there's nothing like it. And after nine laps, I got out of that car, you know, they pull me out of there. Like, I mean, I'm way too big for the car the whole time going around. My knees are up in my you know, chin because it's made for smaller people. 
and I took that driving suit off, and I was sweaty from head to toe. Like I'm soaked in sweat up underneath that driving suit. Still having said all that, yeah, I'm exerting myself and I'm sweating, but I wouldn't call it athletic. That's just my take. It's sports. It's competition. It takes focus. It takes, you know, the ability to, you know, step with one foot and steer with the other. But I still wouldn't call it athletic. I think there's some other word I'd have to come up with. That's just my take on it. Oh, okay. I mean, but for 500 miles against other dudes on the track, and they're right. banging with you a little bit, and that that car fights you a good bit. Oh, and it doesn't get better as the, you know. The more times <laughs> you go around, that car doesn't get better. Yeah, right. So just <laughs> that's saying, right. Anyway, that's, that, right. that's not why I called to say that uh, NASCAR is a sport. Of course, NASCAR is a sport. Heck, golf is a sport. Bowling sport because I'm better than you at it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Scotty's tiring automotive in forest. Anyway, that's what I had to say. Scotty's Tire and Automotive. Show, go Saints. Thanks, man. Louvier's call brought to you by Scotty's Tire and Automotive. Yeah, no, it's definitely a sport. Nobody would ever say that it's not a sport. Absolutely, it is a sport, just like bowling and just like golf. But you don't have to be terribly athletic. You can be overweight and do any of those three. <laughs> Lord of mercy, have I just opened that can on a Monday? <clears throat> Where were we? Stick around. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. on the show yeah thank you all for the uh heads up on facebook and elsewhere that was uh, for the love of the game that we're talking about the uh kevin costner baseball movie that's one that i haven't seen much i, th- I think i saw it one time um but yeah that that deal where he's on the mound and you know, there's thousands of people everywhere and then it just he kind of just zones out and it's like they're gone and, and it can be that way, and it is that way a lot during the heat of competition, even out there on the field in front of all those people and all those eyeballs looking at you. You know, that is the one thing I think is different, though, about football and other sports, basketball, baseball. It's so active. You're running around. It's noisy around you, and you just it's so fast and intense, and therefore it's a lot easier to block out the the noise and the fan noise and all that stuff. And the band, I mean, it just, it goes away. You don't even hear it. But in golf, that's not the case. Have you ever tried to hit a golf shot with people watching you that you didn't know, like a crowd watching you? It's different than your buddies watching you. I had that experience in a pro-am. This was back some some years ago, maybe 10 years ago or so. I mean, heck, it might have been 10 years now. Not quite 10 years and at the time, I was playing a lot of golf, playing pretty good golf. You know, not bad. Played a lot. And I got to play in a pro-am down on the coast for the uh, senior 
tour event down there. Got to play with Fred Funk in the Pro-Am deal and had this experience of we come back around during this you know, Pro-Am day where we're playing up to the green that is the 18th green of the tournament there at Fallen Oak. Well, it's not a tournament day. It's just practice deal, Pro-Am. But they had a grandstand up, and there's people all in the grandstand partying, eating, drinking, talking. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's probably several hundred people up there. Well, my approach shot to the green stopped short of the green. I got to go hit a little pitch shot up to the hole. And when I approach my golf ball next to the green, all these people in the grandstand, a couple hundred people, all stopped what they were doing and got dead silent. It sounded like this. Right. You could hear your heart beating. And I'm over the ball, and I start squeezing that club and realize that all 200 eyeballs were looking right at me, waiting on me to hit this shot. And I brought the club back and wham, I bladed the ball. It went across the green into the bunker on the other side of the green. Walk of shame. I go hack it out of the bunker. I go three putt, some big balloon. I didn't care if it, I didn't care if the scorecard said 15 on there. Didn't matter to me. I was just wanted to get out of there, get away from those people. <laughs> so there's some sports, <clears throat> the crowd stuff's great and others who boy. Not so much fun. Hey, uh, there is some news to get to here. I'm about to lay it on you, okay? First, I'm going to get to a few texts here on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage. On grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Walk up in there and say, Country Pleasing, please. 885-ESPN. That's the number to text the show. Doggone says it's also easier to block out noise the longer you've been married. <laughs> Thanks, doggone. <clears throat> Selective hearing. PRG said if Ron Franklin would have had the ability to stop saying condescending comments to female broadcasters, he'd still be calling games. He was great, and you're right. Could he cut out the other stuff, then uh, he'd still be doing it, and he'd be fine. Mad male person said, we saw Saban yesterday on the way to our daughter's softball practice in Alabama. Really? So y'all got a shot of him there on uh, with your cell phone? I'm going to click that and I'll watch it. Well, see, he's out. My point was this. Why hasn't... That's the wrong term. Why haven't Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin dominated other college coaches in terms of exposure during this shutdown. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know the answer. And and somebody really smart may look at me and go, well, Matt, you know, there's something you're not thinking about. Or maybe, you, you know, maybe you don't want to dominate it during this time. I don't know. Maybe they would convince me. Louvier said, there's an element of if you do a lot of interviews, somebody's going to ask you coronavirus questions that you don't know the answer to, and you could eventually say something and get you in hot water. Well, I guess, but it's real simple to say, man, I don't know, just depending on the president and ADs to tell me what we need to do there. And at the same time, listen, y'all, how many during this shutdown, how many times have you seen or heard a quote in an interview from uh, Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State? He's all over the place. Clay Helton at USC. I, I've subscribed to these different 
show prep services and, and sports news services. There's Clay Helton, USC comments on here every day. Herm Edwards, USC, every day he's on there. And I'm just going, I mean, if you're you're taking over a brand new program, if you're Mike Leach at State or you're Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, you ought to be everywhere. You ought to have been on somebody's show and on everybody's Twitter feed and on everybody's Facebook page every single day. I just don't understand why not. And, and somebody might go, yeah, Matt, but to what end? You're saying exposure, but, well, I'm saying outbrand everybody. You can't outwork everybody at practice. They won't let you practice. You can't outlift everybody. They won't let you lift. You can't outcoach everybody. They won't let you coach. Well, outbrand everybody. Do something. But what are we doing? Where are they? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking a serious question. Does anybody know where Lane Kiffin is? Nobody know where he is. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying. And Rhett says, Vin Scully, one of the last broadcasters with the ability to stop an anecdote and hit the action in an instant. Best ever, in my opinion, and I would have to agree with you there, Rhett. Uh, mad mail person says that Cohen took the pirate's phone away. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the excuse, huh? Uh, here's a couple of pieces of news. Then I'm coming to Lee on the phone line. Andy Slater, talk show host in Miami, Florida, has a scoop, says the Marlins will allow their 40-man roster players to return to their spring training facility in Jupiter, Florida, tomorrow players can use the batting cages and throw off the mound the clubhouse and the rest of the facility will be closed one foot in the door y'all major league baseball team tomorrow may the 19th florida marlins will be back on their campus their facility training facility in jupiter florida tomorrow and can use the batting cages in the mound and then one more story that popped up here the State University System of Florida, this is a big deal, retweeted by uh, Scott Strickland, AD at the University of Florida. The Board of Governors for the whole system, the whole university system in the state of Florida, has been working diligently for weeks to put in place a framework for reopening university campuses in the fall. What it says is they are preparing to reopen. And now they've put it in ink, well, digital, on their website. The chair of the Board of Governors, Sid Kitson, has directed State University System Chancellor Marshall Kreiser III to develop guidelines to present to the Board of Governors at a public meeting on May the 28th. May the 28th, 10 days from right now, universities will present their individual plans in a meeting on June the 23rd. Y'all listen to me. If they in the state of Florida, in the whole system, present, if they all present to the Board of Governors in that system on June the 23rd, hear me out. Florida universities will have athletes back on campus one week later in July. Let me repeat that, and then I'm coming to you, Lee. I'm, I know I'm, I'm shorting you here. 
if on June the 23rd, Florida universities are presenting their plan to the Board of Governors for the whole system, Florida athletes will be back on campus one week later in July. Circle it in red ink. That's what this means. All right, Lee. Got a couple of minutes for you, Lee, here on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, man? Okay, two quick points. One, if you have not had the sausage stuffed pork chop from Country Pleasing, you need to try it. Come on with it. Gosh, it's, I've heard about it. It's a giant it's a giant, you know, boneless pork chop that they have just, you know, sort of butterflied and then stuffed it full of what tasted like the andouille. Okay. Um, and then they cover it in a bunch of seasoning. You know, you can put that in the oven, you can grill it, you can whatever you want to do, but I had it last week. Very, very good. Second point, you're talking about where is Kiffin and where is Leach. I think that they are probably being advised to lay low. And the reason being is there's a lot of us right now that are jobless. I'm included. And we are just glued to radio and social media. And every time you've seen a coach tweet something or do an interview, they usually just get roasted hmm. for whatever reason. You know? I see. So, so like, the return, you know, Dabo the, gets roasted, Mike Gundy gets roasted. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so the theory is that the return on investment just isn't there to be out there right now. Well, man, that's one theory. Maybe that's true. Yeah, Lee, I would think so. I appreciate you hanging on as long as you did, man. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. You too. The sausage stuffed pork chop from Country Pleasing make your tongue slap your head off. Right off your head. Hour two coming up, including Jake Wimberly. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.